Hello, hello, it's Katherine Beaver here, your host, the voice for the Love Relationship Clinic podcast. So happy that you decided to drop in today. You know what to do. Come on in, pour yourself a cup of coffee, get cozy for a bit of conversation. But before we conversate, I would like for you to subscribe if you haven't already to this channel so that we can continue to produce this type of quality content. Go ahead and tap that bell like it it grows our community and it spreads god's word all over the place so without further ado let's get ready to conversate get comfortable hello 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 it's Catherine again i'm so happy that you decided to join me today i pray that you have had an exciting blessed energized week because we serve a mighty good God. He is awesome, majestic, and he is sovereign. Um, thankful that he is sovereign and that he is such a God of so much love. I don't know about you, but I can't make it without him. I, I, I'm honest in my, in my uh, walk with him. I don't want to ever think that... It's my knowledge or it's my strength or it's my intellect because it's not. Everything that God allows me to go through, deal with, figure out, I know that it is all Him and I give Him all the glory. So I'm happy to be here with you today. Just want to drop a little knowing in your knower, as they would say, um, the end of this month, we will be ending season two for the Love Relationship Clinic podcast. And we are going to take a short break, uh, maybe between four to six weeks. I don't know, whatever the Spirit of God leads me. Because he's going to do a new thing. He's going to revamp and increase and he is going to do a new thing with the podcast. And I'm excited because technology, um, I'm learning, learning, learning. And God is going to use that to um, advance the podcast. And I'm looking forward to that because that way we can bring you more in personally into the conversation where we can have truly a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You can ask questions and you can give your insights, your inputs, and we can have a real live conversation. And so um, that is coming up in our third season and so stay, stay uh, connected. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we will be back. And we will be back stronger than before. And I'm looking forward to God doing a mighty, mighty thing. So stay prayerful. Keep us in prayer as I keep you in prayer. Today's topic is one that really touches my heart. And it's not going to be very long. It's going to be sort of short but powerful as we conversate about a very important topic because we are all, as you often hear me say, we're all dealing with something. We're all 
going through something and we are all experiencing different types of struggles, opposition, all kinds of uh, peer pressure from all avenues of life. And one thing that we can all affirm is the fact that God is, amen, God is our Father. And He does care for us. And so we're going to talk about a very unique stance that God takes for us. Do you ever feel as if sometimes when you're faced with a stronghold, something that repeatedly grabs a hold to you and won't let you go, even though you know it's a sin or you know that it's a habit that's not healthy for you or you, you know that it's a behavior that really does not represent Christ in your life, and you have prayed about it and you talked to God about it and 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 yet you still falter to that thing it has it has sort of like a hold on you where you seem like no matter how you pray you may do good for a season but then that thing seems to just arise greater and bigger than it ever was in life and it just grabs you and it just holds on to you and you wake up and you realize, how did this happen? And you're right back in that same hope that you have tried so desperately to be free from. Let's talk about that. What does it mean when I say Jesus stands up for us? He stands up for us. He stands with us, and He stands over us. But when we look at the biblical meaning, or when we just look at when Jesus stands at the right hand of God, most times in the commentaries you will find it mentioned around 16 times that Jesus was at the right hand of God, His Father, or He was seated at the right hand of God, or he stood at the right hand of God. What is necessarily known about the right hand of God? It is none other than a place of honor and glory, of authority and power, and sovereignty. In that place, he is equal with his father, as though he was at the very beginning. He is now standing or he is at the right hand, seated, seating or standing. He's representing us. The Bible says that he's there and he is interceding on our behalf because he has shedded his blood on Calvary's cross as an atonement for our sins. That's what the word says. His blood, he became the perfect lamb that was shed. His blood was shed for the remission of sin. And so therefore we were made the righteousness through the blood of Christ because Jesus Christ's blood washed us, 
cleansed us from all of our sins and it put us in right standing with God. Because we were separated by sin. And in a sense, Jesus Christ, him coming, brought us back into full alignment or relationship with the Father. So when, when I think of Jesus standing, that takes on a whole nother um, perception. That takes me to a whole nother thought of why is it in Acts 7 verse 54 and 50 through 56, it talks about Stephen and he was the one, one of the ones in Christ Jesus himself talked about himself being at the right hand, standing at the right hand of God. But in, in, in Acts 7, 54, when they heard this, they were furious and they gashed their teeth at, at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. That means God's whole presence. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Why was he standing? You know, I studied and I looked and I and I researched and 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 for the most part, the you know, most of the Christian belief is that that place of of standing was a validation of who he was as the son of God and also to validate those that stood before him. Hallelujah. Because like I say, he intercedes on our behalf. So as we stand before him and we pray and we, we uh, commune with him, it is in that relationship that he that he is intimate with us and he relates things to the father and he reminds the father it's it's my blood that that you're looking at when 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 we done messed up when we didn't sin and we and we done we done failed and we we done messed up we did that but 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 because Jesus is merciful and he's loving and he's kind, he intercedes and he reminds his father, I died, I died for them for that. So it's my blood that covers them. And because of the blood that covers him, I am atoned from that sin and I am forgiven. But it is not just good enough to know that I'm forgiven. It's, it's, it's what God said that if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and, and, and turn from their wicked ways, I will, then I will. So it's, it's not just being forgiven, but it is turning away from that sin, not to practice it. We may sin again, like I mentioned, a stronghold, we can repeatedly um, have a bad habit or a sin or uh, uh, something that attitude that is that does not represent God and we can repeatedly do that 
and then be convicted by the Holy Spirit and, and, and be forgiven, but God doesn't want us to, to continue practicing that. He wants us to turn away from it and pursue him in the godly and holiness that he is. So when Stephen looked up and he saw Jesus, the son of man, standing at the right hand, most commentaries will say that that was a place of honor, power. It was a place of, of glory. It was a place of, of sovereignty, him being equal with God. And you say, well, what do you mean, Catherine, being equal with God? Because if you go all the way back to Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And if you go ahead and read down through that first cha few chapters, it's about nine times you will read, God said, let there be, and there was. And But on down in the 26th verse of that first chapter of Genesis, uh, around the ninth time, you will then see Jesus, God says, then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and then let him rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So at the beginning, God was. And even in John 1, he talks, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Okay, so Jesus has always been with the Father and he has rightfully been equal to the Father. He is the, he is the one of the uh, uh, Trinity, uh, the Godhead, God, Father, Holy Ghost. And so they were all one at the beginning. But see, Jesus being obedient to his father, and he said, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So then Jesus took on the form of a hum human man and came down bodily, full of spirit, and fully man. So in the beginning... He was. And so when he died, was crucified and buried, the Father God was so pleased that Jesus was so obedient <laughs> and, and, and went all the way through the sacrifice of sin and he rose him up on that third day. And, and now he's what, seated at the right hand of his Father. He's back where he first begun in a place of honor. Isn't that awesome? And to know that as Stephen saw God in his vision, he saw God as I have seen God when I'm dealing with a stronghold. I don't know about you. Like I say, uh, you know, you have to be honest with your own self. That's how, that's how we get help from God. That's how the Holy Spirit is able to to come in and overthrow the strongholds of our lives because we 
confess that thing. We acknowledge that it's there and that we want the Holy Spirit to deal with it. And we want God, we want Jesus to handle it. Okay? We want it out of our lives. And when I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God on my behalf, I know then that I'm fighting whatever I've got to fight in this life that's opposing me, trying to keep me from living holy, trying to keep you from living holy. That thing, whatever it is, it's got to fall. Why? Because we fight from a place of victory. Because Jesus has already defeated the enemy at the cross in the grave. He defeated Satan. And that's why he could say to Satan that third time in the wilderness when he came from fasting 40 days and 40 nights and Satan kept on saying, do this and do that and I give you this and I give you that. That third time when he said, if you just bow down and worship me, Christ looked at him with all authority. He said, get away from me, Satan, for it is written, man shall worship only God. And so to me, when Christ stands, I, I'm, I'm just saying that's that place of standing is a victorious place is what I'm saying, that, that he stands as the victorious God, that once he stood before the Sanhedrin court and they were trying to accuse him and he himself stood for his own self. Hallelujah. He did that. Yes, he did. He said, you know, they said, so you are the son? He said, you say, well, you, you said it. It's the truth. What you said is true. I am the son of man, the son of God. And so I'm thinking as as I was listening to 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 the commissaries I was reading it and different studies and and research as God stood in this vision he was validating Stephen as he was about to to conquer in victory his walk with Christ yes it was hard they were they they were about to stone him. They were stoning him. He was at the verge of dying. But yet he was fighting from a place of victory. Why? Because God let him see into heaven. Let him see Christ, the Christ that died for him and that defeated Satan. And, and let him know that I validate you. I validate what you stand for in me and how you bring my name glory. And he's standing there letting Stephen know that I see you and I approve of you. I approve of your fight. You win. Why? Because you're fighting from a place of victory. And I can see that in my own life. Can you see that in your own life? 
where Jesus stands up for you? Have you ever felt like, like I said, where you are wrestling with a stronghold that just always seems to come and want to just take over your life? Just when you thought that you had it beat, you had it conquered, and you were going on with your life, and then boom, there it is again, and it's bigger than life itself again. It's bigger than what it was the last time or the last time or the last time. Now it's a threat to your Christian walk and you're wondering how in the world did I get to this place but God remember God standing in glory on the right hand of his father and he's looking down at you and he's looking down at us when we are confronted with those types of oppression things that come to try to steal our joy to steal our victory to steal our glory in God he comes to rob us and to hold us back and to, and to destroy us. But when we look and we see Jesus standing, and I want you to do this real quickly as I just sort of wrap this up. Visualize yourself and Jesus sitting, having a conversation. And then all of a sudden, there's that stronghold that you have wrestled with, you have defeated before, but now it's back and it's back with a holy vengeance, a holy fear, and it's coming to destroy you. And it's, and it's voicing all of the, of the arrows to, to kill you. It's, it's, it's slinging one, two, three, trying to knock you down. And then, without you saying a word, as Jesus brings a hush to the conversation. Are you following me in your, in your visual mind? And then, without saying a word, Jesus stands up and put his hands on your shoulder and looks the enemy in the straight in the face and say, you're defeated. Get away from here. And that opposition that was so voiceful, so furious, was so strong, come to destroy you, crumbles and falls. Only because Jesus stood up on your behalf in victory, he validated who you were in him we are his children. He validates us. He justifies us. He approves us. And nobody else can take that from us. So the next time you find yourself being tormented or confronted by strong hope, remember to visualize Jesus standing up, just like Stephen saw him. When the heavens open, let yourself see that very image. When the breath of the, of the enemy is breathing down your throat, down your back, and he's saying, you're going down this time. Just visualize the heavens opening and you're looking straight up. And your father God is seated on the throne. And our Savior, our Lord, Jesus Christ, our intercessor, 
is standing up for us in the fight. So we, we win because we are fighting from a place of victory. So y'all be blessed. And along the way today, make sure you stop and love somebody. Love you and be blessed. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for dropping in, sharing a cup of coffee, and for conversation. Thank you for being a part of this uh, journey on this podcast that we continue to grow together, inspiring each other, encouraging and uplifting each other. If you know someone that is not a part of this community, I hope that you would invite them to come along with us on this journey. Thank you so very much. And as you go along your way today, make sure you stop and love somebody. It's just what we need to do. Be blessed. Mm -hmm.